At home, turn us up. In your car, turn us on. At work, tell others about Talking with Ms. T, the talk show that's giving you trending topics, noted news, interesting interviews, community updates, and so much more. It continues right now. Ms. T. She'll do the talking. All you got to do is be a good listener. Hello, listeners. You're back where it's at, and I'm Tanisha Baker, spinning the beginning of the award-winning show with the flow that keeps you in the know. You're tuned in to Talking With T, bringing you the best of trending news, hot topics, interviews, and much more. It's May 15th, and if today is your birthday, you share it with your birthday mates, the football greats, Ray Lewis and Emmett Smith. On this date in history, Kappa Alpha Psi Fraternity was chartered on the campus of Indiana University after being founded on January 11th of 1911. May 15th on the national calendar is recognized as National Chocolate Chip Day, National Straw Hat Day, and National Peace Officers Memorial Day. This is also National Police Week. Yesterday, many of us celebrated Mother's Day, the day each year set aside to honor the dedication of the women in our lives that nurtured us, raised us and loved us. It is the day we show our appreciation to mothers and mother figures. I would like to personally applaud all the women who are role models, who sacrifice, who love unconditionally, who lose sleep, who clap and cheer, who go without, who forgive, who cherish, and who are the foundation of the family and the community. I hope you all had a blessed Mother's Day. The theme this month is mind-blowing in May, and I'm sharing mind-blowing facts and stories each week this month. In 1994, a convicted murderer was granted a retrial after it came to light that four of his jurors had used a Ouija board to consult the victim before rendering the verdict. Wait, what? Also, There are more combinations for a deck of playing cards than there have been seconds since the beginning of time as we know it. Wow. Finally, I know why I don't like airline food. The pressurization of an airplane cabin alters the function of taste buds, causing a 30% decline in the taste bud's ability to taste saltiness or sweetness. You'll hear more mind-blowing stories later in the show. But for now, let's check out our happy highlights. My first story is about Michaela Holmgren, who will be the first person with Down syndrome competing for the Minnesota Miss USA pageant. She has been dancing since the age of six and loves to perform. If she succeeds in the Minnesota pageant, she will get a chance to compete for Miss USA in 2018. In 2015, she won the Minnesota Junior Miss Amazing pageant, which is specifically designed for women with special needs. She entered the Minnesota USA pageant to show that women with disabilities are beautiful and capable. My next happy highlight celebrates an all-girls soccer team out of Spain that entered an all-boys league. The team was completely dominating all the other girl teams 
and their coach registered them in a boys league because he felt they needed stronger opponents to make real progress. They ended their first season in the league in 12th place out of 18 teams. Many people teased and ridiculed the girls for playing in the boys' leagues, particularly the parents of the boys they play. However, two seasons later, these girls have brought home the championship. In Spain, girls' soccer is not widely respected, but I have a feeling this is about to change. My next story is about Patrick Kane of the Chicago Blackhawks pro hockey team. He was set to fly first class on an American airline flight when he noticed a uniformed serviceman boarding the plane. He approached the flight attendant and asked to switch seats with the military member. What a quiet and humble yet honorable way to show respect to those that are members of our armed services. My final happy highlight comes from Sheena Davenport, who had been arrested for shoplifting food. As she got ready to leave her court appearance, she was stopped by Officer Katrina, who asked to meet her outside. Once they were outside, Officer Katrina asked Davenport to follow her, and they ended up at a Winn-Dixie grocery store that was around the corner. There, Officer Katrina told her to grab a buggy so they could shop kind-hearted officer Katrina spent $139 on food for Davenport and her family. Keep it where it's at. I'll be right back after we hear a sneak peek at new music released just in time for Mother's Day. Queen Mother by Worm. That's W-O-R-M which stands for World of Real Men. You can find out how to get this song by visiting the link on my webpage under today's show.
All right, let's hit our Monday Minute Quick Bits. For the second Mother's Day in a row, the Cook County Jail had to be placed on lockdown after more than 200 correctional officers called in sick. Also out of jail, a group of black mothers walked out of jail in Atlanta on Thursday for Mama's Bailout Day, which brings African-American mothers home from jail on Mother's Day. A coalition of about 25 groups across the country organized National Mama's Bailout Day to bring attention to ways in which the criminal justice system and the bail process is disproportionately affecting black mothers, as reported by NBC News. The beautiful Karen McCullough, representing the District of Columbia, just won the Miss USA pageant. She is arguably the most intelligent woman to ever win as she is a nuclear scientist and hopes to inspire children to pursue careers in STEM fields. Now, that was just a little controversy over her response to a question about whether health care is a right or a privilege. She stated that it was a privilege, saying, as a government employee, I'm granted health care And I see firsthand that for one to have health care, you need to have jobs. Hmm. Well, even with the controversial answer, beauty and brains won out. It's reported that seven missiles have been launched by North Korea since Trump has been in office. There was one fired just yesterday as their president boasted about a nuclear weapon that could reach the U.S. A school in Queens, New York, turned away an immigration agent that didn't have a warrant who wanted to search an elementary school for a fourth grade student. It's certainly troubling that this activity is permitted in efforts to get children out of school. New York state law entitles students ages 5 to 21 to a free public education, regardless of immigration status. Douglas Goldsberry remains in jail and is going to pay more than he bargained for as his bail is set for $100,000, of which $10,000 is required for his release after he hired prostitutes to strip on his neighbor's porch while he watched from his house across the street. Now, this isn't just a one-time prank. He has done this more than 75 times. Don't touch that dial. I'll be back in a while after we hear this week's tip from Tarika. Hello. This week's tip is giving your mother or giving your parents the greatest gift that a child could give. And that is making sure that they leave here without a broken heart from something you did. And our parents cry or mother's so disappointed. But there are so many parents and mothers and fathers, uh, mothers to, to me sometimes especially, just because, you know, it's something different when it's your child and they're hurting or if they get into trouble or if they're doing something that they have no business doing. Um, and just to have a broken heart, that is the worst gift that you could give a parent is just turn them up. You know, the only tears that you want to give to ever cry are happy tears. When they're crying sad tears and it's because of something or some choices that you have made or that um, you're crying because of some choices that your child has made, that is one of the most heartbreaking things that a parent can ever have or a parent can ever endure. So one thing that I 
just love to live by is to live each day without my mom having to shed any tears over some decisions that I have made to disappoint her or to worry about me. So I take that with pride when she says I have a good child, I have good girls who have never given me a minute of trouble. That is a badge to me. So same thing with my son. If he can do anything in this world for me, please do not let me have a broken heart for something that you've done or something that is really just going to break me down. So um, that's the best gift I could ever get. With that being said, this is Tarika, and I've been talking with Tate. Well, I'm happy to bring on P.I. Pam, our lead investigator, but y'all know, most often instigator to cover trending news and hot topics. So, Pam, I trust that you had a good Mother's Day. Yes, I did. It was very pleasurable, I must say. One of my sons, Tyree, he got me this uh, smoothie blender thing that I've been wanting, so... You know, he worked at Target. He always gets hooked up. So, yeah, I was pleased. <laughs> That's how to see our see our children. So it was good. And how was yours? Oh, it was good. It was good. Family got together, had dinner. Then we went on a little shopping spree and all. So, you know, it was a good day. It was a good day. Beautiful weather and all. So I can't complain. Well, it sounds like we had a better day than this woman in South Carolina who's now facing child cruelty charges because she done beat her son because he made a call for his grandmother and didn't make one for her. And so I'm thinking, is she that much of a fool? No wonder he didn't make her a call. I, no telling how she treats the poor boy. Right. If he got a, a beating over that, then she probably beat him for, what she do for major stuff then? Because that doesn't seem too major to me. I know. I, you know. <laughs> it's real petty, you know. I, we don't know all the details of the story, but she don't have time to think about it because she's been arrested. Right, she got plenty time to think about. I Maybe he could write her a letter in jail and tell her why he didn't make her a Mother's Day call. Well, I also want to uh, start by sharing that I recently saw a rather, I guess, brutal letter from Steve Harvey to his staff telling them not to come to his dressing room, don't approach him in the halls. And wait a minute, let me just read the letter to you. All right, so the letter read, There will be no meetings in my dressing room, no stopping by or popping in, no one. This is in all caps. Do not come to my dressing room unless invited. Do not open my dressing room door. And then again in all caps, if you open my door, expect to be removed. I have been taken advantage of by my lenient policy in the past. This ends now. All caps, no more. I am seeking more free time for me throughout the day. Everyone, do not take offense to the new way of doing business. It is for the good of my personal life and enjoyment. So, I wanted to hereby be known that I don't care who talks to T. I don't care where I am. You can call me on the phone, blow your horn, stop me at the red light. I don't have a dressing room yet, but um, you can throw rocks at my bedroom window and I'll come out and talk to you. Because, <laughs> I mean, I get maybe some people with the star power of Steve Harvey want a little peace and privacy, but 
but maybe he could have just had to sit down with him and explain his position in a gentler manner. But I know, because, you know, he didn't climb the ladder of success by himself. And so all these no, people are working with him, you know, I would be flattered myself. But I told y'all last week, I plan to eat with the same people I started with. So if we need to have a sit down and discuss privacy or personal space, I think, you know what I mean, out of respect to the people in your circle, you can just do that. You don't send them a letter like they just, you know, a commoner, but I don't know. All right, that, but, uh, that was a bit extreme for me. So if, so he said no meetings in the dressing room, and what about meeting in the dressing room? <laughs> Something told me. <laughs> Something told me that was on the way. Like, it just popped in my mind. I said, I know. Where Pam is going with this? <laughs> and then they had a uh, they had a, a a party like the end of the week, like a you know staff party, and he didn't even show up. He probably was scared. <laughs> his own staff party. Hey, I don't know. He hardly. I don't. You know, I try to you know try to give him the benefit of that after the whole Trump thing and all that, but I don't know. What to say about him now? I, I know. I'm kind of sitting back in the cut and seeing how he's going to play out over the next few months. Because he's had a couple of questionable things um, on his record so far this year. But like you said, I'm going to give him a benefit of doubt. You know, I still kind of like him, you know, in the morning. Of course, I don't have nothing else to listen to. But anyway, it, it still keeps me company on my way to work. So, yeah. I'll stay tuned for a little while longer. That's probably all he has left is a little while longer. Stop. (laughs) Well, look, now we're going to turn our attention to some real news, and there's a sad, sad, tragic story about eight-year-old Gabrielle Pye at Ohio who committed suicide after being bullied. So a couple of days after his death, an investigation was launched and a security camera from his school was released, and it showed him getting pulled headfirst into a restroom. And then you can see him lying on the floor not moving like he's unconscious. And students were just walking by him, and some of them kicked him, some poked at him. And then, of course, the assistant principal came, and that kind of ended that. But this story highlights two issues that should have our attention. One of those, of course, is bullying, and the second one is suicide, particularly by our youth. So, you know, there's far too many stories that continue to surface in the news about bullying, especially now that there are new ways to make life miserable for others through social media. And then we have the rise of suicides among our babies. So this is disturbing to me, and I said this past week that we need to start having some discussions and put some action plans in place so that we can address that in our community. Yeah, that's true, and what was even more disturbing to me was the fact that the school didn't even tell the mother the truth about what happened. Why wouldn't you right. tell her that he was, what happened to him, why he was, and how, and he was unconscious when they found him, so when she took him to the, the emergency room, because he was throwing up and everything, they said it was a stomach bug, when obviously he had a head injury, had to have a head injury. Yeah, he probably did. Right, and then I read earlier today that the investigation is going to, 
Well, I read earlier today that the investigation is leading towards it not even being a suicide now. Really? Well, you know, I mean, he was just eight. I, yeah, I somebody's at fault. I don't know. Somebody's at fault because what we know is that yesterday on Mother's Day, that mother had lost her child, you know, and had she known the truth from the beginning, maybe she could have helped him or got him counseling, addressed the situation with the school or whatever. But it scares me to death to think about what happens in the walls of these schools. And remember last week, we had the story about the darn two teachers bullying students. So all these people who crave power or feel like they need to lift themselves up by stepping on other people need to stop it. We've had about enough of this, but like I said, we need to address those two issues because the numbers are on the rise. And so since they're not declining by us sitting back and doing whatever is going on now, we need to try something new. So that's <laughs> just, just, you don't tell somebody that, oh, your child offended today at school, and then when the tank comes out, you see them getting kicked in the head and stopped. Already, uh-huh. you just don't do that. They all need to be liable. The kids that did it, uh, the administrators, everybody that knew about it and pushed it under the rug, they should all be liable in his death. I tend to agree. Well, speaking while we're on the subject of schools, and you know, I miss Professor Jay not being with us today while we're talking about this, but a principal in St. Petersburg, Florida, thought it was wise to email her staff suggesting that they put all the white students in the same class. And so that you know, the majority of the school is black. So her name is Christine Hoffman. I don't know if she can to Jim Crow. Oh, never mind. But anyway, she soon sent a follow-up email apologizing for, quote, poor judgment. But you know that was not good enough because the -hmm. teachers and the parents were mad. Because it's pretty much impossible to take back those words and what people think of her once you send it out to everybody. And so her defense was that white students would be more comfortable if they had a space all their own. I don't even know what to say. I was going to say something, but then I just got, it just took took my breath away. This is 2017, right? Yeah, you know the thing this month is mind-blowing in May. Is this something that blows your mind? This is something that blows my mind. Yeah, it's 2017. Mm Mm-hmm. It's even funnier now because she is talking about she wants to be transferred. She's scared. What you scared for now? You want to scare me to send that email out? Well, I don't know where they're going to transfer because she's on a uh, temporary leave, which, in my opinion, needs to be permanent because she don't have any place in an environment designed to educate our youth when she's so ignorant. So they're going to transfer. They need to transfer her out of the profession altogether. Right, and she she really thought the teachers were going to, going to go for it and be like, well, okay, we'll do that. Mm, okay. No, no, that, that didn't happen. That's just crazy. Mm. You know, somebody <laughs> think think the things people do. You like this cannot be real life, but it is. You actually yeah. doing this. Exactly, and <laughs> we don't even have time to share all the stories. But you're right. A lot of times, you just sit back and think, is this an alternate universe? Is this a a different kind of reality. Am I in the queue? I don't know if y'all saw that movie, but like, it's crazy. <laughs> and she, she isn't the only ignorant educator in the news this week because a North Carolina teacher, she's been fired 
after comparing her 13-year-old student to a slave. Now, now this story, I don't know. Evidently, she got mad because students wouldn't stop laughing during, like, work time, some kind of study hall or whatever. But actually, what she said could be left up to interpretation. So, on the video, she's heard stating, did I call you a N-word? No. I said you are being controlled by kids. That is exactly what happened to the slaves. They were controlled by their owners. You're letting him control you, and you're the one getting in trouble. And so I was sitting there thinking, okay, so maybe she is correct in scolding a kid who seems to be following the wrong crowd or being disruptive in the school. But the problem is her choice in an analogy. Because I'm thinking if the first thought that came to her mind was that they were acting like slaves, then that's probably some kind of underlying issue going on with her. Like, I don't think it's wrong that she's trying to tell a kid, don't follow kids that are going to get you in trouble and don't let other people control you. But why does your mind go to the analogy of comparing it to a slave? Right. She could have compared it to so many other different things. Exactly. She's not. But, why does she have to say slave? That That's what the issue is, isn't it? Yeah. Again, again what, what month is it? Mind-blowing in May. Mind-blowing in May again. That's another one. Well, we got to talk about, I don't know who did it. Where the invitation came from, but some kind of way, Betsy DeVos got an invitation to speak at Bethune-Cookman's commencement. So, I mean, I could understand typically the Secretary of Education would be a good choice, but not her. So anyway, she gets to the commencement, she starts her speech, you know what happened. Now, you heard me say it was at Bethune-Cookman, right? Right. Okay, all right. So they start jeering at her. They booing, saying all kinds of stuff. They got signs. And it got so bad, the president threatened them, saying they ain't straight now. He was going to mail them their degree. And she finished her little speech. I think they said it was about 20 minutes or whatever. But to top it off, and what really kind of made me give them the side eye, is they gave her an honorary doctorate degree. You know how long I've been working on my doctorate? This nut that don't know nothing about education goes to Bethune Cookman, gives a speech that can't nobody hear, and then they give her an honorary doctorate. You know, I'm gonna stop hating on that. But it just was a bad idea altogether because they had already signed a petition to students that they didn't want her there. I want to know who was the mastermind behind bringing her there. What was the point? That uh, that president that was up there all. How mad they, uh, how they was booing and stuff. So, so, well, he, he just got himself in a heap of trouble because now in the, in the blessings, he wants his job. So why, I know all that's people, right. All the people in America that you could have got to speak, why would you pick her? And it is their graduation celebration, their commencement ceremony. If they've already said they don't want her, why ruin it by bringing her there? That's one thing. Well, some coins involved. I don't know. But I know, I hope this story, I hope they're going to do some more digging because I really won't know. Like, in what world was that okay? Okay, so that's something else that blew my mind was that. Then she accepted the invitation like everything Peachy Cream and got up there and started speaking and they booing. She's still speaking. He was, he, he was looking like, now, y'all be quiet, little children, man, for talking. 
I know. I want to call him an uncle somebody, but I don't think it's appropriate to say I'm talking with Tika. But before we move on to that, I do have something else. And that is, you know, for several weeks, the story about 15-year-old Elizabeth Thomas, who was kidnapped by her teacher, Tad Cummins. You know, it was all over the media. They were on the run. And Cummins had been suspended after another student reported seeing the two of them kissing. Well, all in all, they were gone 39 days before they were found in, like, this remote cabin or whatever. Now, according to a couple of stories that I read this week, Elizabeth says she's still in love with her teacher, and she refuses to go home. And when she first came back to Tennessee, after they called them, they sent her back here, she entered a special treatment center for trauma victims. And so the plan is for her to receive treatment until she understands that she was a victim. And it's also been revealed that she had a troubled home life as well because her parents were in the middle of a divorce and her mother is actually facing trial for abusing her and her siblings. And Elizabeth's mother, her name's Kimberly Thomas, she isn't allowed to speak to her due to allegations that she had beat her, locked her in the basement, threw her down the stairs, and I'm thinking maybe this is what led her to look for love with her teacher. You know what I mean? Like, she probably had some issues going on before so it was easy to manipulate her but as of today she says she's still in love with him she don't want to go home she blames her dad for splitting them up and he says she's a grown woman fully capable of making her own decisions so we already know he's a nut yeah he's a nut and then he said that they actually had sexual relations every night they were gone when they found that she had hitches on her neck well, she said she described it as a fun road trip. So, you know, I mean, I feel sorry for her because she is a victim. Whether she wants to believe it or not, whatever he says, she is a victim. It is no way. Of, bro, how old was he, 50-something years old? 50-something. He he can't be right in his mind either. He actually right. this is a real relationship. Just, I could see her thinking it, but she's young and naive and everything. Right to think that she was in a relationship with him. But what I can't understand is him thinking he was in a relationship with a 15-year-old. Right, right. You can't understand it being mutual. Right. Yeah. That's just, you know, they was gone all this. They were on their way. They would be glad they called them because they was on their way to Mexico. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. Well, so let's talk a little bit about, you know, I hate to, you know, it's always something in the news about Trump and his ridiculous antics, but he called, uh, oh, what's his name? Comey off guard, didn't he? Yeah, he <laughs> And this is just crazy, cause 45, the Cheeto in charge, he, every week we say we're not gonna talk about him, but every week he does something questionable, the mind right. blowing, he's mind blowing, <laughs> hey, he's, uh, just a understand <laughs> gentleman, he gonna be, uh, who are, Trump. He looking around like, who? Me? <laughs> like, like, who else? 
Because you had that type of power. And then one thing we do know, it's going to be a lot of rewriting of rules and laws after him because some of the stuff he's doing, they don't know how to deal with it because nobody else in their right mind has even attempted or tried to do the foolishness he's doing. But you're right. Okay, so he's under investigation, and so now he's going to fire him. But, of course, I heard back and forth that one minute he said it had nothing to do with it. And the next minute, somebody said it did, so I don't know. I know. It was like, I just can't, uh, I don't have confidence in him anymore. That's what he said. Mm-hmm. Oh. Now, keep in mind, he's gone on another golfing trip. What? Yeah, he's gone on another golfing trip. He just paid, you know, this weekend. So, uh, that makes, that makes quite a few. I just, I just don't think he is, I don't really don't think he understands what it is to be president of the United States. Is there a job description? It should be. He still thinks he's on the apprentice. Well, you just say you're fired. He just... <laughs> he is not yeah. capable of running the country. It's just, it's just mind. It's mind-boggling, I tell you. Yeah. I tell you what, before we go, let's let's talk about a couple of things. So these stories go in the crazy chronicles. And the first one, this is funny. So evidently, Bow Wow was traveling on a plane, and he tweeted out that he was on this private jet or whatever, and I guess he was going to um, do the taping for a show. So he just, you know, just a little few words, of course, about him traveling, kind of fronting in this private jet. But just so happened, somebody was on the plane with him reading Twitter at the same time and said, wait a minute. Because <laughs> they took a picture of him, and he was busted. Like, first of all, why did he feel the need to lie? You know what I mean? If you fly, you fly. You can be, that just made it worse that he lied. And then somebody asked right. him, is that bear over there? Are we on the phone screen? No. Right, because he said he's tweeting about his private jet. And I guess the guy, he didn't see let me say, he, well, I don't even think he was in first class when I looked at the pictures. I don't know, but let's just say he in seat 13A tweeting and the guy in seat 15B, he's on Twitter passing time and he said, by the way, I was flying this private jet to New York. And he's thinking, oh, wait just a minute. Ain't that him right there? Let me take a picture and see. So he tweeted his pictures, so now he's blown up. And then they have something called a Bow Wow Challenge. And I guess it's where you front or whatever, because I saw a man, I don't know what he was in, like a old Ford, but he had a Mercedes tag with a, I don't know, a piece of notebook paper stuck <laughs> to the steering wheel. So I was like, I'm going to do the Bow Wow Challenge. So I started to open up the show and say, hello, this is Oprah Winfrey. Welcome to the show. And, <laughs> and I'm everybody gets a gift. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but. 
And what's even more ridiculous is the picture that he put up of the private jet and the, you know, the limos that was parked by it came off of this website of a company that actually, you know, books private jets for people. That's right. That's that picture. That's on our website. So, oh, because I was wondering where he got the picture from. So he said yeah, that Googling private jet company so he could yeah. post a picture and that like he was on it. Well, first of all, he fails to realize this. You can't post a picture of the outside of the plane if you inside the plane. So that should have been clue number one that something was awry with his well, story. Okay. So uh, most people who next post a thing in a private jet, you know, like Diddy or Jay-Z yeah. or Beyonce, and they post pictures of them inside their private jet, inside. Right, inside. Not, not on that. He wasn't doing in the picture on the outside. He was just... Just, I could do that. We could. Yeah. Poor man, he already, he already lame off the market, so he just made it work. Yeah, he just made a bless his heart. Well, look, did you have another story? Because, you know, it's prom season. And I remember this week you told me about this story with this girl who was what? Drop dead gorgeous. So the headlines read. She was drop dead gorgeous at the prom. And I know you're probably thinking, you know, she had the fried dress on and her and whatever. She would drop dead gorgeous because she showed up in the prom in the coffin. Wow. Yeah. Was she a vampire? <laughs> no. <laughs> Megan Flaherty wants to be a field director. So she decided she would just show up to the prom in a coffin. She checked her prom date. So he was like, well, okay, we can do it. So they was in a oh, he's a nut, too. Okay. Yeah, he's what? a nut, too. That was actually in the house, and they opened the back of it, and they had a little ramp, and the coffin slid out, and then she stepped out of the coffin on the hand of her date. I bet the people were like, what is this, a movie? Carrie, you remember that? When they, uh, hey, <laughs> man. So I just want to get a visual of this. Her and her prom date. Did they have on clothes, or were they wrapped up like mummies or something? No, they had a prom. They had a prom. Prom clothes. Prom attire. Okay, so they ride a hearse to the prom and then or open up the hearse and a coffin slides. Did they have pile bearers? Like with the other friends? Yes, they had pile bearers. Is she not? Oh. It looked like she was in a little box, but she had a blue dress on and they had pile bearers and everything. The whole nine. Okay. All right. Uh, you said she was met with some shock looks. I think she was. <laughs> Duh. What was she thinking? She was. Not, she was not. Okay. She said. She said. Then when you know people talk negatively about it, you know they're like, really? She was like, well, anything people do these days, people don't judge. So I just want to be different. Well, you was different. People won't forget this. I mean, but you can be different by wearing a tux instead of a dress. You might be different because you made your dress out of aluminum fall. I don't know. But to come somewhere inside of a coffin, that's a little bit beyond different. Like, maybe you got some mental issues. I don't, I don't know. Okay, well, I don't want to be in a group of people that judge a little vampire, little Buffy, for coming to the prom in the coffin and, and her date and the pallbearers and whoever else they got involved. Did, okay, I don't want to judge, but did her parents not intervene? No. Who are they, the uh, Adams family? 
the, the parents, the, the, where the mother said she approved of it. She said she really took to it. She wants to, wants to be a, you know, a film director upon, you know, graduating. She's going to, you know, what kind of school? What's that film director school? What do they call it? Well, she was well, she was going to that uh, college. So she a mortician school. Oh, whatever. Mortician school, I guess. Okay. Well, that's where she's going. She wants to. You'll never write a business, that's for sure. Yeah. All right. Well, Pam, I guess that's it for this bit. And I can't wait to hear what you have to say next week. And I can't wait to tell it. And hopefully, Jay will be back to say it. <laughs> All right. So we highlighted several stories today that have many more details than we had time to share, but you can read the full stories through the links shared under today's show on the Talking with T website. That's www.talkingwitht.com. Local announcements include the Knoxville Comedy Splashdown, which will take place on May 27th at the Homer Hamilton Amphitheater at the Chilhowee Park with our very own P.I. Pam hosting the show. We're also ready to cheer on Chris Blue once again as he rises in the voice competition. There's a watch party going down this evening at Overcoming Believers Church. I also want to congratulate everyone celebrating this graduation season. I wish you much success and would hope that you continue the journey towards your dreams. We discuss many topics on Talking With T, and if you would like to share your thoughts and opinions, call area code 865-409-1170. We would love to hear from you. We still want to celebrate T's top teens and hometown heroes, so if you would like to make a nomination, visit www.talkingwitht.com. Well, once again, we've come to the end, but stay engaged by visiting the website and following the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Remember that you can listen to Talking With T anytime on Blueberry, SoundCloud, iTunes, or TuneIn Radio. New shows will continue to drop each Monday. In the meantime and in between time, subscribe to Talking With T Daily the online daily newspaper to get your daily scoop of trending news and find out what we're talking about. On that note, I'll end with a quote. The most important thing she learned over the years was that there was no way to be a perfect mother and a million ways to be a great one. Jill Churchill. Remember where you heard the word and keep the peace until next week. You've been listening to Talking with tea.